Fatih Masjid, which was built by uh, Muhammad al-Fatih, Sultan Muhammad al-Fatih. This is the individual, the leader of the Ottomans who conquered Constantinople. And after he conquered it, sometime after that, he built this masjid, this grand masjid here. And after building the, uh, or as well as building the masjid, he built madrasas all the way around the masjid. And this is one of those madrasas we're currently here, which as Sayyidi Ibrahim informed us, um, had been closed for a very long time, ever since the Turkish Republic came into existence. And just very recently, three years ago, was it? Uh, six years. Six years ago, thank you. Uh, if they reopened it, alhamdulillah, and they're teaching the, the sciences here once again. So alhamdulillah, we're blessed to be in this, um, in this uh, position because uh, first we were going to do it inside Fatih Mosque, but mm. after Isha they closed it, so Ibrahim has... Uh, uh, not this Ibrahim, Not this Ibrahim. <laughs> Ibrahim, mashallah, <laughs> has uh, pulled some strings <laughs> and within seconds we are now here uh, recording. So let's get straight into it, guys. Like, so we're, we've been travelling for like three, four days now. We've been yeah. part of the tour, Islam Answers Retreat, alhamdulillah. And hopefully, you know, the, our audience is our esteemed guests. <laughs> <laughs> so alhamdulillah, you know, without them, the tour wouldn't have been possible, of course. Firstly, without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, but the importance of traveling, Siddi, what in Islam, because it's not something that's seen as a form of ibadah. It's, nowadays, we see it as a form of like, just kind of, rela- you know, relaxing, enjoyment. enjoyment. Yeah. But, if you put a slight twist to it, actually it can be a form of ibadah, right? Um, it can be anything you do for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as long as in and of itself it is halal and you have a good intention, it can become a form of ibadah. Maybe not ritual ibadah, but it is a form of ibadah, inshallah, as long as it's halal and there's a good intention attached to it. So when it comes to traveling, if the intention is just simply to enjoy yourself, there's no reward in that. But if your intention is to uh, rejuvenate yourself, you see this subtle difference between between yeah, the yeah, two, to yeah. rejuvenate yourself, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more um, abundantly after that rejuvenation, then there's great reward in it, inshallah ta'ala. If your intention is, <laughs> bismillah. It's fine, it feels good. It's fine, it's fine. It's, fine. Yeah. it's okay, mashallah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. He's in line now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. It's fine. Alhamdulillah. We need a little okay, bit of refreshment. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> this, is, this is all part of being a professional <laughs> podcaster. These three flinched and I was just remained static. You're a statue anyway. <laughs> <laughs> MashaAllah. 
Now, so amongst the intentions you can have when you travel is that you want to see the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has produced a beautiful world which has ayat in it, signs in it that remind us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator. That may be one's intention. When you travel to a place like Istanbul, as well as that intention, the, the, the natural beauty of Istanbul and, and the country as a whole, but also you have have a lot of Islamic history here and you can practically experience um, what they've left behind you can observe it you can stand in it as well as alhamdulillah you have we have lectures we have uh, Ustad Ibrahim teaching us as a tour guide going through the uh, uh, the details the historical details so alhamdulillah you know when you travel with that intention with the intention to see the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to learn Islamic history to learn Islamic lessons then there's great reward in it inshallah wouldn't you say that visiting a place like Istanbul itself with the Islamic history it will benefit someone learning about how far our religion has come yeah it can help mashallah alhamdulillah the holy Quran regularly refers back to historical events speaks about the previous prophets speaks about previous nations uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions these things so we can look back to history and learn from it so similarly thereafter our Islamic history we can look back to it the positive of it alhamdulillah and also the the fitan and the negative of it uh, negatives therein and we can learn from it inshallah ta'ala we can benefit from it that's the purpose of looking at history so you can uh, take lessons from it and implement them as well as viewing the architectural um, structures how beautiful like I guess it's appreciating yeah, Islamic like, art even coming to Fatih Mosque when you're yeah. entering the courtyard you just see the beauty let's yeah. not forget about Blue Mosque and mm -hmm. Hayat Sevilla as well beautiful like yeah. when you're there you're just like yeah. In all, like yeah, literally, it's like wow. Yeah. Like. It says something about the Ottoman Salafin, uh, the, the leaders, that mashallah, they put so much into the masajid and they wanted to make them so big and grand. And you know, there's that kind of um, majesty. Nam, it's a statement, and also the the the, the, the majesty of in worshiping Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You're worshiping the majestic Subhanahu wa Taala. So, you know, there's that element. Although, uh, of course, we don't like to um, Islamically speaking overly decorate masajid and have too many de uh, distractions therein um, but alhamdulillah alhamdulillah we have a nice I believe a nice blend of the grandeur as well as the simplicity of Islamic yeah. worship in these places yeah. yeah I was going to ask these two questions one was about even though, like, of course, within Islam, we have this idea of being able to relax, and we have a term for it in Arabic, and we've spoken about that before. Yeah. And another <clears> thing <throat> I wanted to talk about was the fifth now we see. So, for example, mm. if we were to, because we will come to this place and thinking there will be no alcohol, mm -hmm. there will be no cigarettes, yeah. there will be no uh, nightclubs, there's none of that. So, mm. us as Muslims that come from the Western world, and we go to these places, and yeah. we have that expectation thinking, we're now going to get away from all of that. Yeah. And then you end up coming here. How do we as Muslims deal with that? Yeah. So first and foremost, I would say any person who's traveling anywhere, it's important to do a little bit of research and make sure you know what you're uh, you, what you're going to face when you when you come there because otherwise as you've mentioned it's it'll be a real shock for a person and it may if one is not mentally prepared for it it may ruin the trip for a person. So um uh, and the Arabic term is at-tarwihu anin nafs. 
that yeah. you you know you find some time to um, relax and then that rejuvenates you inshallah but yes the advice is that it, because there's fitna here and so it doesn't mean you don't come here inshallah but you lower your gaze you avoid it to the best of your ability um, and I, I strongly encourage people to support those um, businesses organizations institutions that are more Islamically observant so you got two for example here you have two restaurants next to each other one is playing music one is selling alcohol and the other is not no doubt the Muslims going to choose this one in order to support uh, what this individual is doing he stays away from those prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you know in in our um uh, in our actions we can support those who are closer to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed so Siddi um what would your top five destinations be for a Muslim? Not Mecca and Medina. Oh. straight away because he's only been to Sidi is not a traveler. Pakistan. Pakistan. Yeah, Wallahu you're right. I haven't traveled a great deal. Um, but, and if you remove Makkah Sharif and Medina Sharif, I don't think I'm going to make five. <laughs> <laughs> but you obviously lived in uh, Damascus. Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we have yeah, yeah. Um, so are there any places that I haven't to to? currently traveled to I would love to inshallah yes. I haven't currently traveled to the Al-Aqsa Masjid um, no doubt for every Muslim Makkah Sharif and Medina Sharif that's where the priority lies I have a very strong connection to Damascus I've yeah, got great love course, for it yeah. there are there are some similarities it's not to the same degree between Damascus and Istanbul there is fitna there and, and such things um, but mashallah um, the way I describe Istanbul myself, it feels like a capital of Islam. Mm -hmm. I get that feeling yeah. when I come here, yeah. and I get that feeling in Damascus as well. Yeah. You know, it's a, and it was it was one of the capitals in our history, one of the mm -hmm. seats of power during the Umayyad period. So um, it's very similar in that regard. There's. When I was there, there was less fitna there, but you still had this mix of those who were more religiously observant and those who were less religiously observant. You had great historical sites, Islamic sites, so you had a lot of learning taking place. There are a lot of parallels between the two. Now I'm saying You'll ask about the best destinations, best parties. Oh, okay. My question uh, for you all. <laughs> yes. What oh, is yeah. your best destination in Istanbul? What's your most impressive mm. place oh, okay. in Istanbul? Uh, Burger King for me. <laughs> we have a new post available for Salam Seekers for Fires. So, so you said Fatih. I have to say Fatih Mosque, but as well as the mall as well. Uh, football, it's got a history of mall. Oh. It's beautiful. Like, yeah. We went in there. It's quite big area. What's the specific point that you impressed so much in this tour? So he, okay, that's a good okay. That's a very good question. Mm. So you okay. said Fatih Mosque. Fatih Mosque. Especially okay. for Fajr time. I actually love coming there for Fajr time. Okay. Seeing the beauty. Yeah. Mashallah. Okay. I'd say um, Hagia Sophia and Blue Mosque. The reason why is because, especially during Fajr and Asr, they have the, uh, the Azan battle. And I really, really enjoy yeah. that when the High Sophia goes off and then Blue Mosque, and it's just hearing it is, you know, is really, really beautiful. And uh, yes, especially at Fajr time, it's really, it's really nice. But I think it's Suleimani Mosque because that place, honestly, because when I first went, I went with my wife, and it was just so beautiful at the time. And we went again 
with the tour, it was just as beautiful, but it's a different atmosphere, different experience. Yeah. And it, we just kind of done a pit stop because, yeah. alhamdulillah, you said, why don't we pray Maghrib there? And it's just yeah. beautiful. So I think the way it is, and it's just got, it's overseeing the city. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I'd also like to add is, what I've seen a lot is in the courtyards, you see a lot of families yeah, and mothers and just, with like, their children. Just it seems like a place, a communal place where yeah. people feel safe. Unhappy it's what day. you see how it was before yeah. and you hear but you never see that within um, like you see it in uh, UK in uh, Cambridge Mosque mm. right? you see it in Cambridge Mosque but you don't see it enough yes. yeah. but you yeah. heard about it so often yeah. oh, this is how it was, this is how it was so. yeah. and so and real, Makkah and Medina you have it as well families yeah, Makkah and Medina what about you Siddi? Uh, for me, I, I loved all of the masajids no, no, you know, choose your top two no, no, one. I'll give you one he's going to get one it's definitely not Turkish airline. <laughs> <laughs> no, until they refund me. Okay. Um, for me, it was um, uh, not Topkapi Palace itself, but where the relics are. There mm. we have the Mubarak hair of the Prophet sallallahu oh, alaihi wasallam. No, that's where we leave the best for yeah. last. <laughs> so no doubt, nothing's going to compare to the Mubarak hair of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. <laughs> yeah. Mashallah, yeah. 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 Like I wish I knew about it. Mashallah, you know, Yeah. Does anyone from the audience have any? Yeah. Uh, does anyone else have anything other than what we said? Yeah. Start from there. if you want to. Yeah. I'll say I love the cats. Right. Oh, yes. Uh, the cats in England are just not... That's a very good, yeah. Yeah, the cats are wonderful. Uh, Mike, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Francis uh, would have said the nap. But <laughs> yeah, I was basically saying the cat. I love the, the cats in Istanbul and the lamb, the coos. <laughs> so that's been wait, amazing. Wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Are you <laughs> saying the, the order you put it, it's like you're going to eat? <laughs> I'm getting a bit concerned here. <laughs> you're basically hungry, right? Yeah. yeah, so after this, I'll be having some lamb, but yeah. Uh, Where's the mic? Is it here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a very uh, tough question. Because he said well, he also said the cats and yeah. whenever the you can say if you, you can say cats yeah. yeah because in Istanbul they tend to take care of a lot of animals dogs yeah. cats um, and cats are very playful you know they're not like the cats in UK who just run away and stuff. <laughs> Let's not forget the first thing that uh, Lukman does when he comes downstairs is yes. go outside. And play with always the cat. go outside. Yeah. <laughs> if you like cats so much, we can give you a little bit more cats because we are so tired because of these cats and dogs and street We'd be more animals. Than happy. We can give you a lot of them. No, no, no worry. You can you can give all of them. What no is problem. This exchange? Usually okay. you have like prison exchange. Yeah, this is like okay. Something. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. What, what about what about you? Because you're a you're oh, yeah. a you're a local resident yeah. of Turkey. So I did. Here's my uh, special. Here, uh, actually, here's my special uh, place because Alhamdulillah, uh, it's open for me for every time, and I've stayed in this streets, yeah. party streets, since ten years because I came here when I was in my high school years. So, uh, but if I if I want to give you a very specific place, there might be the uh, I think viewpoints of the, there might be a courtyard of Suleimania because yeah. it opens itself yeah. to you uh, moment and moment from different angels, you know. Yeah. That, that's why I like this uh, courtyard so much and it's, it's time. It's time. <laughs> so so that, that's all, yeah. Uh, yeah, the vibe Thank you for so the courtyard, yeah. alhamdulillah. This will be interesting, getting some of the sisters' yeah. views on it. <laughs>
No? <laughs> no. Come on, one sister has to say something. I think for me, um, it's probably the, um, the Islamic scholars that we've got here as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, Istanbul yeah. is very blessed to have um, a lot of the Syrian scholars come here and obviously their own scholars as well. Um, so I think that's been one of my highlights and inshallah, you know, um, you know, something that I would personally like to pursue. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of provision here for an Islamic, Islamic studies, Islamic, Islamic education. Um, and, uh, yeah, considering, you know, a lot of avenues have unfortunately closed around the world. Um, so, you know, may, uh, may Istanbul be, um, a big opening in yeah, for the Islamic world, yeah, yeah. um, you know, cause it, it is a, it is a huge blessing and I think it's, it's, it's a blessed place for that actually. Yeah, and I was thinking on that note, I think it would be such a good way to like encourage those back home to come and vi visit this place, you know, yeah. and visit it in a way to be excited to learn about Islam, kind of like what Siddi said, to learn about our past, our history, and also what's currently out there. If there is a madrasa, if they are doing courses, like find out what's, cause there's probably learning opportunity. I know Siddi, you guys were trying to organize something and maybe Maybe you will in the future about the Arabic intensive with the local scholars the here. Yep, so yep. maybe inshallah, things like that in the future, maybe they can look at Islam Answers website right. and maybe um, Siddi yourself, maybe you can recommend something as well. Yeah. So we can put it on the comments for people to see as well, inshallah. I've, I've got a question actually. Um, just go, moving back to something serious again. Um, <laughs> with regards to obviously we're talking about travel. Um, in what situations can a female travel? Obviously, there's the issue about a female, a single female, needing to travel with a mahram. Yeah. So obviously, we're talking about you know traveling for rejuvenate, you know, re revitalizing your soul, yeah. like your spirit, or you know, rejuvenation. Can you travel for work, for studies? You know, what's a Hanafi perspective on it? And also, we have there is now a bit of a uh, there's an increase, there's a trend now of um, like women only like solo traveling groups and you know is that allowed you know what what's the situation uh, i can speak with confidence from the hanafi perspective in the hanafi madhab women are not allowed to travel beyond travelers dif distance which the scholars have differed over a little some consider it to be 48 miles others consider it to be 57 miles and you have a, a slight range in between as well um in the Hanafi madhab, it's not permissible for a woman to travel without a mahram. Um, she can only do so in situations of necessity or dire need, those situations. So, for example, you know, there's a health care need and the, the closest available place is uh, further away or some other real necessity. Um, some Hanafi scholars did say... Um, for fardain knowledge a woman can travel nowadays that's going to be difficult to justify because of the means of communication we have you could study fardain in your own home um, this is from the Hanafi perspective that I can speak about with confidence I've been informed repeatedly but I, I on this issue I I want to present myself as a conveyor rather than actually directly answering the question. Um, I've been informed repeatedly that in the Maliki Madhab, they have a ruling that if a woman is traveling with a large group of people, um, then it's permissible as long as it's safe. Uh, so, for example, here, um, because our tour is only within the city of Istanbul, so you're not going to be traveling outside 57 miles, etc. Um, and if one from the UK was traveling less than 57 miles, 
and then the plane itself has lots of people for that part of the journey there is a large group with her then um, again I'm not going to say this with great authority I'm not a Maliki but my understanding is there is a position within the Maliki Madhab that would permit such travel um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best I'm also led to believe there is some discussion regarding this within the uh, Maliki Madhab but one of my uh, teachers uh, Sheikh Samir al-Nas he tends to mention this fatwa and to my knowledge he consider, considers it to be the position of the Maliki school Wallahu ta'ala can someone say who is a Hanafili go say you know what like because I want to do this traveling I want to be a Maliki for this certain period of time take are the they Maliki opinion it? yes yeah one could take the Maliki opinion on this particular issue or you know this is uh, this whole issue is one of taking a ruksa you follow the Hanafi method but on particular issues you take a, an opinion from another method that's absolutely fine as long as you follow the details of it as we approach the last five minutes of the podcast I think the last thing I want to touch on is um, the obvious places to go to in the world are the Islamic, uh, you know, the Islam, Islamic countries like the, the, the Moroccos, the Istanbuls or Turkey, etc. I think one thing that um, we should start doing is because I've done it um, myself with uh, my wife and we've gone round. We've gone to places that are non-Muslim countries but have some kind of Muslim, uh, Islamic history, like whether it be the Andal- Andalusian Spain, etc. I think it's very important at Muslims that we do not just kind of um, focus on just the Muslim countries. It's important mm. to focus on the Muslim and support the Muslim economy. Mm. But there are areas in those other places which are completely Muslim areas, mm. but are just deprived of um, tourists or mm. Muslim Muslim, Muslim yeah. visiting uh, individuals to really support that community and mm. make them thrive. Mm. And I think that's quite important. Yeah. I was just going to add on that because when we went to, for example, Albania, we went in Ramadan and subhanAllah, I remember the imam just waiting at the door for people to walk in. And I think there was just like three or four people yeah, in Ramadan in the biggest masjids that are 500, 600 years old, 700 years old, yeah. but they just don't have like Muslims coming. And I think... Um, the communities, they're, they're financially very deprived because they're not having that. And I feel like if we can, inshallah, start looking at places even near to us, because that is meant to be Europe, and it's not that costly. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a very good point, inshallah. I think that's brilliant. I think it's a good initiative. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think um, something like this tour, I think it's amazing. And I say thank you so much for those that have been involved in this tour, because... Not only does it help charities to do their thing, but it also allows us to go to these places because we can easily just do solo traveling or go as a couple or whatever it is or go with our friends. But when, when you go as a group and you go to these places and um, non-Muslims see you or even the Muslim locals see you, they're like, subhanAllah, these people are all come from the UK, all come from a certain area to learn the deen. You know, we've got Sheikh here, Sheikh there. Everyone's just wanted to do what? To learn the deen. And we've all got one, that one common goal. Because we see people travelling miles just to watch a football game. Uh, travelling miles to see the Olympics, this, that. But we're all going together to learn the deen. Or to better ourselves in the deen. Or learn an aspect of the deen. And we're all in different parts of our journey. So I think this type, these type of retreats, whether it be with Islam Islamans, whether it be with someone else, look out for those. Yeah. Because you really do find people that you're going to find like-minded people... Mm-hmm. And you're going to be friends with them for a long time. These two brothers came 
to the oh, yeah, last, last year's yeah. Turkey and this is a product of the last Turkey. This year. is the product. So inshallah, yeah. ne next year we oh, might we might have we, I don't know we might have yeah. a sister salam seeker. I don't know unless they come and start a competitor podcast. <laughs> 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 Alhamdulillah, start it. But yeah. please think of us. <laughs> but yeah, so inshallah, support us like this as well. Yeah. So Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So we have an Umrah trip with Islam Monsters as well. Please, we will put the details down. Inshallah, do 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 come um, if you can. But yeah, just look out for these journeys because you, you're not going to experience yeah, them exactly. if you if you don't if you don't really go out your go out of your way to look out for them. Inshallah. Yeah. To be honest, uh, what I want to say just before sorry to cut me off <laughs> um, was that. Uh, when you do come to trips like this, like last year, we've met so many brothers. To be honest, when I first came to an Islamic, you know, this Islamic answer thing, I was like, oh, like, I don't think I'm going to like it. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, it's, you heard Islamic, you've got to fix yeah. strict ruling, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But actually, if you, when you come to it, you meet so many people, yeah. from different backgrounds, and you're like, wow, like, a lot of people have come here, and, like, you'd think they're, oh, like, very stuck up, but no, like, you actually get along. Everyone's friendly, like sisters with sisters. They'll yeah. they'll be going getting along. Us brothers, we've got along, especially us two. Yeah. <laughs> Even from the airport, yeah, you guys yeah. were like, oh, yeah. like when I met you guys, I was just like, you know, crazy. And then we met Sheikh Nuruddin as well. Yeah. Great experience. It's just that builds those relationships. Yeah. And then um, this year as well, seeing like reverts coming onto our trip. That, 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 yeah, that, that was the one thing that scene, I saw. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was just like, you know what, like. This how I know that yeah. we've come somewhere. We've had a little one step forward. Yeah, now. yeah like, exactly. It's, yeah. it's something that maybe, as Islam answers, can you know we're going. They're going to step yeah. forward yeah. with their stuff exactly. now, and we're reaching out to the more wider yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. I also wanted to add that traveling to countries, Muslim countries, is also very good for um, um, having links in these countries. Yeah. So, Marshall, when you come next time. Then you have people that can show you around to local areas, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and tell you the things that people won't know. So you get to see the the true essence of uh, these cities. Oh yes, Taz, do you want to talk about your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole whole separate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's Islam. That's Salam Sika food side of it. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. Okay. No, yeah. wanted to say something. Thanks for you, but I want to thank you because in England. Uh, you are trying to do very well things, so that's why it's very easy to do these things in Muslim countries. It's very easy to do these things because this building you see, these opportunities in Istanbul or in the other Muslim countries. But in England, resisting all of these, uh, let's say, good sides of this uh, country or resisting all of the good sides of the West, uh, you are trying to be a very, very... Uh, good Muslims, so it's a very good thing. Uh, that's why I want to thank you uh, from my inner, yeah, feelings. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, that's all I want to say. Inshallah, next year's uh, we'll uh, we'll meet. Inshallah, inshallah. Uh, I'll look looking forward to you. Uh, please make us dua. Inshallah, we will make for you dua. Inshallah, thank you. Close the session like no more. <laughs> okay. Steve <laughs> Mike. Okay. That's okay. the strength of what. This is how strong we feel in what he's going to say. Cool. As you know, like usual, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.